and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 6, Episode 4, Bride Wars. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. I'm your co-host, Jace. We are a podcast that uh, marathons barely. 10, <laughs> we're barely a podcast, <laughs> marathons 10 movies of a similar actor or subject. We are four movies in to our Anne Hathaway season, um, and we're, we're just in time for the wedding season, guys. I mean, by the time this comes out, I think we'll be starting to hit that, uh, that yearly peak, right? Yeah. May, May-ish. Um, I think, the think like about the beginning that. of the season, yeah. And uh, we're September. perfect timing. You know, uh, you, you guys ever been to one of those things? A wedding? Yeah, yeah what, what I was, actually uh, um, no. I wanted to talk about that. Ryan yeah. is is Liv in this movie. Ryan's uh, uh, which one's Liv? Was that uh, was uh, it Kate the character? the lawyer? Uh, and yeah. I mean they're both kind of Ryan's bridezilla, so yeah. it's Ryan. <laughs> so that's actually this right. is the final one of the yeah. moments I've had in the last I don't know how many years, four years. Mm-hmm. Like now being invited to multiple weddings that were out of state and traveling right. there and like staying the weekend, like taking a couple days off work. Yeah. Um. It's kind of a hassle. <laughs> so, and I remember at the time just assuming, yeah, all my friends will get this time off of work and will show up early and we'll have a good time and they'll drive and at their own expense and everybody will just show up because I said so. And now, like, whenever I get that vibe from, like, a couple, I'm like, I get it. But also, right. maybe, I, like... We were happy to do it, Ryan. Say there's um, a pass on the gift, right? It, like, right. I... You know. We were happy to do it. Some of it was type two fun. We almost killed you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we made if you're it. If gonna baby. die, do it on your wedding night. You know. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You are a married man. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, and fairly. Jace, you're you're kind of like our our uh, well trusted wedding specialist. I feel for our group of friends. Like you've been in. Yeah, I think Jace outranks both of us on number of weddings. I think, yeah. How many have you racked up? Yeah. I've been in the wedding party in I think six. What? Jesus. Yeah, if not maybe 7 if you count being flower man. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, at this point I think you've done enough weddings where now you're kind of the go-to guy cuz it's like, oh shit, Jace knows what's up now and he can kind of be the guy who can make it make it happen. I mean, yeah. you know, I'd maybe start charging a rate. You're like you're like the the, the trusted wedding friend, you know. Like if you want the picture of me tying your tie, which I'm going to have yeah. to do, Exactly. Or your bow tie, because I know oh how. God. You're going to have to pay me. And it's going to be a great photo, too. I <laughs> it mean, happens every time. It happens literally every single time. Yeah, I mean, isn't it? I mean, weddings are re- weird, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, it's a weird situation. Like, it's totally weird. My wedding was rather cheap for weddings, but it was also, like, depending on who you ask, it was either really freaking huge or really tiny. And mm-hmm. so, like, with 100, 100 to 120 people, yeah, that's like a, actually that's... like 110 actually showed up, right? But that's small for some people. Some people, you know, it's yeah. 500, 600 people. Which is insane. That is insanity. I mean, I don't know about you, because Ryan, you're the only one who's been on both sides of this. But to me, it seems the, like... I was the bride, and then I was also the groom. You, you were the bride and groom. Uh, <laughs> to me, it seems like it's more fun to be a wedding guest than actually be married, I feel. Sort of. I'm, okay, I'm not okay, going to so, ask so... you to talk shit about your wedding. Oh, no, but no, no, I mean, no, like, no. it's... <laughs> sort of. So that's yeah. the thing, is like... Right. I think the single best day of my life so far was my wedding. I had so much fun, you guys. I I hung out with you guys all day. Yeah, Yeah, it was amazing. Literally, only people I had specifically invited were there. (laughs) And then within those people, there was like a cool group of people I wanted to hang out with. And we just did whatever I wanted. And people would do anything I told them to do. 
You know how like <laughs> the absolute power felt, and you yeah. guys do know because you witnessed it. Because I was telling you guys to do things. Yeah, and we wanted to kill you. <laughs> it must have been. I can't so wait. Nice. It's I like being wait. president. You know. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Yeah. Wedding, you're vote for you. But then wedding guests too is like, mm-hmm. you know, you're if you're tired, you leave. You know, you don't want to step on people's toes. You want to see the bride and groom because you're friends with them. But then also, like, you know, just for a couple minutes. Yeah. I like you. You show up to a party. Everyone's happy. And then you you just kind of eat and drink all the free shit that presumably shows up. You can, no, it can't be assumption. But, you know, and you just kind of hang out with old friends. And that's that's pretty tight. No pressure. No pressure on the guest except for the money you spent. You know, and I think that's pretty tight. Like, I would, I love the wedding circuit, honestly. Some people think it's, like, stressful and shit, but... But yeah, Ryan, like, I mean, your your wedding, and of course, Michael's wedding, and like, pretty much every wedding, like, that's just, I feel like it's just such a soft spot in my brain, like, when I want to return to a happy time, I just think about those moments where all my friends are together, and we're adults, and we're just looking at each other, It just like, I don't, I guess that's what weddings are supposed to be in an ideal state, hmm. but at the same time, like, a part of me is like, when, when I get married, you know, when, when me and Amber do that, like, we probably would want to do, like, something that's almost just like, marry in a courthouse or something yeah. <laughs> with so like small. five people like you know if if maybe all obligations were off the table and things like that so i mean i could also see the the value of just not doing it and saving do all a, the money do a kegger in the backyard and like Fuck oh, yeah. so walk, walk in between the like, chairs that everybody brings have somebody yeah. say some words kiss each other and then get fucked up <gasps> yeah i think everything every single wedding style is fine as long as the people whose wedding it is are like prescribing meaning to it Fuck yeah. Where yeah. if it's a tiny little ceremony and it's not really a party, but they're super excited about it and that's what they want, like, go for it. The yeah. times when I think weddings get blown up or like, I shouldn't spend so much money on this wedding and yada, 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 is when they're just spending money for the sake of spending money. Mm-hmm. For um, the obligation. I mean, yeah, there's a couple things that we probably would have done differently just to save a couple bucks, but like... Hire real MC. I mean, yeah. like, and that's one thing too, is we aren't that... Like my. <laughs> My family was able to help a little bit, and Julie's family was actually able to help a lot. Yeah, with spending it, like, because we were broke, me and Julie. <laughs> so, like, uh, that's a big deal, right? I told Yuri no. that I'm gonna have a a four string a four string quartet playing the <laughs> intro music when people are walking in, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm gonna have a quartet. I'm gonna have a mariachi band. I'm gonna have third eye blind. Yeah. I mean, uh, emceeing your wedding was a lot of fun also, Ryan, because I was I was coming off of my concussion where I was like yeah. barely able to speak or attend anything. And it was like yeah. it was like luring you out from underneath the bush. Like, yeah, from the... when they're like, come here. I know you can do it. I know you can play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to lick this snack pack. Yeah, I was it was literally like that. And then my brain was like I was I remember I was like, don't say anything fucking weird into the microphone, because like there was there was certain parts where I was starting to dissociate because of all like the stimulus, yeah. and like you know, there's like a lot of people up, around. I would tell you stuff. I would tell yeah. you like word for word exactly what to say, <laughs> and you would get it pretty good. But yeah, sometimes yeah. it'd be like, yeah, just like you know, you guys should like come over to this this oh, this one you see over over uh, this uh, this it's, place. Uh, yeah, you guys. Uh, and the other aspect of that is like what I was doing at the time um, was taking a lot of like high CBD edibles to kind of like relax my brain. And so I was me and Amber would sneak out back with like our high CBD stuff and I would like take it to kind of make my brain go back to normal where I wouldn't be having these episodes. But then I came back out 
And I was like, I grabbed the microphone and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm like fucking Johnny Cash. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, pull yourself together. Man. I'm like a performer. Everyone's looking at me and I'm like, okay, guys, my friends are about to get married. And <laughs> like, that was just such a moment. I was like, do not say anything fucking weird <laughs> in front of everybody here. Uh, Everyone's going to know. And you had earplugs, right? I did have earplugs uh, for, for part of the evening, too. So that was another thing. If someone was, like, yelling a cue at me. <laughs> but uh, I, supposedly it went fine. I don't think oh, I was the I biggest have disaster. Zero, I have zero yeah, qualms yeah. with how the night You hear that, folks? Yeah. I'm good. Even when I'm fucked up <laughs> on a brain injury and, <laughs> and gummies. I think I probably would have not spiked yeah. those two margarita yeah. glasses right in front of my relatives as soon as you announced that it was the after party. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have given them, like, two or three minutes to leave before I did that. Yeah, you were like, oh, thank fuck. And you, like, loosened your tie and, like, threw it at an old lady. I was like, dude, oh, my God. <gasps> but uh, that was lit. Too bad we don't have Michael on right now uh, to talk about his wedding as well, which was the last uh, pre-COVID wedding. Got him right at, right yeah, before the buzzer. Right there. <laughs> the, so Michael's wedding was fun. We had a great yeah. time at the wedding. And especially hide-and-seek. We Where played we, uh, hide-and-seek at this big, like almost a mansion like this mcmansion and i remember being in a room with multiple people that were hiding yeah and i was being the seeker and i was looking under beds where there were people under yeah. like there was people literally under the bed <laughs> and i couldn't see them and i was like well there's nobody there and that scares me it scares me so bad because now I'm thinking, like, if there was, uh, you know, yeah. Michael Myers in my closet. You wouldn't know. You'd get Halloween. You wouldn't know. Well, that's the other aspect, because um, Michael has a bit of a Michael Myers build. He's a large, strong man. Because <laughs> I, I was actually talking, I met with Michael and Darian, uh, like, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I was tell telling Darian where we were, we had a moment when Michael hid. This is, we're playing sardines, which is like reverse hide and seek, where everyone kind of hides with the hider and everyone else seeks. But Michael... We had a legitimate concern because we lost him for too long, and this was pre-wedding. And I was like, "Are we? Someone? One of us is going to have to have a hard conversation with Darian, where we have to call the police and get a search party, because we were afraid that he like fucking went outside when it was like negative and froze twenty, froze to and death, froze to death, or fell in a manhole." We literally thought that. We had people looking outside. Yeah. And it turns out he locked himself somehow in a closet on purpose, and then pu pulled a couch up flush with the closet. So I don't know how he did it. While it's impossible. He was in the closet. Yeah, I have no idea how he did it. It took us like an hour to find him. <laughs> we were in the room, and he remembers hearing us, and we were like, "Michael's fucking huge. Where the fuck is he?" Like I was looking inside lamps. He's like the biggest person at the party. <laughs> so if Michael could do that, you know that that's just you know, you gotta think about that. Anyways, weddings are tight, guys. Uh, I hope we can we can go to more uh, COVID pending. Who knows? A month from now, it might be another different world because we're at a dip right now. That's pretty sweet. But it might be another shit <laughs> shit spike. Mm -hmm. So hope you guys in the future are doing okay out there. Um, but to, to keep moving us along here, I, I asked you guys before if you guys had seen uh, you know anything about this movie about certain awards that it's won. No. It was did it every certain, single Razzie? I might, it might have had a couple Razzie noms, but one thing it did win, and this is actually one thing that Anne Hathaway won herself, was a Choice Movie Actress in the 2009 Teen Choice Awards. She won Choice Movie Actress for a comedy. Um, but, you know, we were teens in 2009. This was the start of our teen careers. And I thought I would be remiss 
If I did not challenge your guys' memory, we, we, took a, we took a trip down memory lane just now, but let's dig deeper. Let's dig deep into 2009, our awkward teen years, freshman year in high school for us. It's when we and met. let's see how much you I guys remember. Met in uh, 2008. Yeah. 2000, uh, 2000, fall 2008, yeah. That's when the gang met up. Jason and I knew each well, other Jason, in 2006. You guys knew each yeah. other, but like, that's when like, I met Denali, yeah. Yeah. I remember you asked, Jason, you asked me to buy your hacky sack at Mini Society. And then I said no, because I was out of money. And then you got mad. <laughs> that was my last memory of you. Huh. Um, so I've, I've amassed a challenge for you guys. 2009 Teen Choice Awards. Let's see what you guys remember about oh, our culture. Oh, I like these ones. At this time. Okay? We're going to run through. We've done a couple quizzes now. I feel like we've got the we've got the process down. You guys know the rules of the quizzes. It's gonna be multiple choice, and you can you can buzz in if you got a double or nothing. All right. Now, what are we sitting at? We got Ryan with a one one point lead for our quizzes. One quiz lead, yeah. Question number one. We're looking at choice movie, two thousand nine action movie. Okay. Think about where you were at in two thousand nine. Here are the answers: A, X Men Origins Wolverine. B. Fast and Furious. I believe this is the fourth installment. Absolute dog shit. Uh, C, Star Trek, the reboot. D, Taken, or E, Terminator Salvation. Now, I'm going to have Jace answer this one first. Taken. Taken, okay. Uh, Ryan? That's a good one. Um, I might need to go Star Trek, right? Because that was, mm. I remember that being, I remember yeah. that being one of the first things you talked about when I, when I met you. Hmm. Yeah, Oh, that's funny, huh? Chris I Pine remember, Star remember, Trek? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chris Pine Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. That, that was pretty tight. Uh, the correct answer is actually X-Men Origins Wolverine. Wow. What? Can you fucking <laughs> believe that? <laughs> Hugh Jackman also won Choice Action Movie Actor that year as well. Hmm. That was a movie I saw twice in theaters, and both times I thought it was fucking terrible. Question two. We're at zero, zero, double donuts. Choice Movie Drama. Okay, think about what was in the drama uh, zeitgeist in 2009. A, these are big hitters. Angels and Demons. This is Da Vinci Code 2. Fuck. B, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. C, a little indie movie called Twilight. D, Obsessed, starring Beyonce Knowles. Uh, e, Slumdog Millionaire. And those are the... I don't know why I toned it like that. But that's... Which one... <laughs> Which one do you get? Ryan, go first. It's going to be Twilight. Is yeah. it not going to be Twilight? I think it's got to be. I'm, I'm going to have to answer Twilight, too, just you guys because are of him for, for Twilight. It hit such a. It, the mm -hmm. books were a huge peak, Teen. and that seems like right in line with Robbie P. Okay, and then, Ryan, it, both of you guys doing Twilight? Correct answer is Twilight. Ooh. We're 1 1. We got double hockey sticks, double matchsticks. Question number three. This one is Choice Male Hottie. 2009. Mm. This is Teen Choice Awards. This is voted by real teens. It's kind of weird. It is no, it weird. isn't. It's not fucking voted by real teens. <laughs> also, you know, we got through that whole wedding conversation. You know, yeah. I think this movie was sponsored by Big Wedding. Big Wedding? You think Big yeah. Dub did this? Yeah. <laughs> no, just like seriously. just like Big Turkey, you know? <laughs> you need to have a big wedding at the plaza, and you need to spend minimum $40,000. Sorry, no that was my quick aside. So now we're back to the to big movie awards pushing these big teen yep big teen. one one a robert pattinson and before you buzz in for that there's other hotties on this list b yeah chase crawford from gossip girl what who, who? the hell is that so you can you can google him he's he's a good looking guy i don't want to uh, he's from chase the boys. crawford 2009 awards one <laughs> c zach efron d 
Jonas Brothers, all three of them. What? That's not which fair. Is, that's a big hint. E, Taylor Kitsch. From Taylor Friday who? Night Lights. Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights. Real hunk. You just you you said that's a big hint after one of the answers? Yeah, it's a big hint. So, Jace. Um, think hard a, about this. Is it a big hint because it's three people and it's a solo award and you're fucking with me? Um, I could be. Man, didn't the Jonas Brothers have like one of their first albums out then? Yeah. This is this is the Jonas Brothers come up. Oh fuck. You got Nick Jonas, Joe Jonas, and the other one. The one that's kinda looks like the combination of two of them, but somehow uglier. One time I was at Six Flags <laughs> when the Jonas Brothers were playing there. Yeah. And all the traffic was going to the Jonas Brothers concert and we were going to Six Flags. Oh nice. And uh Julie had me guess the three names. Of the Jonas Brothers, oh, and it no. took me the entire time we were at Six Flags. It took me all day to come up with the name of the third one, and she just it was she had to give me hints. What was what's the third Jonas Brothers name? He was actually the one that I liked the most in the interviews. Wasn't it like Steve? It's <laughs> or Steven. Like Quentin. It was something. It, it was something. Um, it's Kevin. His, it's Kevin. <laughs> it would be Kevin. <laughs> I liked Kevin Jonas the best out of the three of them, though. Hmm. Um, what's, okay. Sorry. Um, what's your answer? Sorry. I fuck. I you know fucking. Yeah. I forgot what the first. Uh, so it was okay. Robbie P. It was Robbie the P. dude from Gossip Girl. Girl. Who's third? Zach F. Zach Efron. Shit, bro. Jonas it's Brothers. Not, it's not Zach Efron. And Taylor Kitsch. You think it's not Zach Efron? How old Zac were we Efron. when High School High, High School Musical came out? Was that middle school or was that also freshman year? <sighs> I'm going with Zac Efron. Fuck it. Zac Efron. Ryan? I said it wasn't Zac Efron. Why would you guess that? You don't want to burn your phone of friends, guys. Zac Efron's talking to each other. Fuck. I'll do do RP, baby. Robbie P. The correct answer is Robbie P, baby. Coming off of Twilight. Zac Efron. Wow. I see. I thought you were going to throw in a Taylor Lattimore in there. Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Taylor Lautner. Do I know a Taylor? Did I just say somebody's name that I know in real life? Oh, Uh, Doc. I thought thought that he. uh, Yeah. I thought he was the coveted one, you know, in the early Twilight. Yeah. Think about this, though. In the first Twilight, he wasn't a hunk yet. He was actually about to get recast for someone else until Twilight New Moon when he, like, gained, like, 60 pounds of solid muscle. Then he became the hunk his his uh, but this is pre yeah yeah his guy was like okay man you can't ride the coattails of lava boy anymore mm-hmm. okay <laughs> look at me you're gonna need to gain about 20 pounds i got some trend we'll throw you on it i remember you were telling me jace about his workout plan in high school where and i, I looked it up and it was actually true where it was like he was eating a steak every two and a half hours <laughs> which is insane <laughs> was he just shitting eight times oh, a day oh god <laughs> uh Two one Ryan, we're at double hockey sticks and a single hockey stick. The Question hockey four. Sticks thing, yeah. Can I just say this? You don't like the yeah. The hockey sticks thing. It's two. It's two about li- the letter three L. Lines. It's about yeah. Okay. Which is it's kind two, of an upside down one if you take yeah, away its hat. Yeah, two two ones or two. <laughs> fine. Two two da- two slashes and one slash. Bromantic comedy. Just say, you're literally two, saying the words two, two and one. Now we're we're so drawing you can just this say out. Two and one. Now we're drawing this you're out. Already, the audience you're is actually waiting. Actually, doing that thing is longer than <laughs> we've got a bunch more questions left we got to get through this ryan we only got so much studio time choice bromantic comedy a i love you man this is bromantic comedy i love you man b role models c marley and me d tropic thunder 
Or E, Pineapple Express. Huge hitters here. Ryan? Fuck. For teens? For teens. We were teens. I mean, you know. I might have to go with Pineapple Express then. That movie Even though the other ones I think are better. I Love You Man is really good. Um, yeah. That's like my favorite bromantic Tropic comedy. Thunder too has like, now that I get more of the is, jokes. Is Tropic Thunder bromantic? Like I wouldn't have put that on the list, but. It's five bros hanging out in the jungle. Yeah. I mean, they don't become closer, I feel like, at the end of that movie. I feel like they all kind of go their separate ways. Yeah. I'm Marley gonna go... and me went their separate ways. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to go with I Love You Man. <laughs> I Love You Man. Ryan, what's your answer? He already said Pineapple I, Express. I'm asking because I forgot. <laughs> Okay, correct answer is actually Marley and Me. That was a choice. What? Bromantic comedy. Who are the bros? Uh, Owen Wilson and the dog, bruh. Was it even a boy dog? Yeah, what? Uh, Marley Forbidden and Me. Forbidden romance. Oh, you think they, they? it was like not platonic? It's a dog. We've had this discussion before. <laughs> Wait, okay, hang on. Was it? No, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. Okay, Marley and Me, Marley and Me, dog gender. How about this, Ryan? Dog. <laughs> is the dog in Marley and me a girl or a boy? Okay. Um, the name is Marley. That that's that's what one is sex. No, I feel no, like that's yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. A canine actor named Clyde played the dog, so I believe that's a traditionally a male name or a really I cool wish female. Canine name. actor meant a guy yeah. in a dog suit. <laughs> okay, Marley and me. We're at we're at double matchsticks versus one matchstick. Almost an inferno here. Question five. Choice comedy. A, Yes Man. B, Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian. C, The Hangover. D, Land of the Lost. E, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. I'm going to have Jace answer this one first. Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. That movie Man, I'm just picking that movies movie. that I like. Not, not <laughs> that like. movie's so good. God, I hope I get it. I got to go with uh, Hangover. I think that's the hangover. clear. All right. Think about what the teens like. And the answer to that is B, Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian. Remember how serious? huge that was for us teens? Remember it's how much we loved that movie? a pretty good movie. Is it? I've seen it. It's, I don't think those movies were good, were they? Um, yeah, a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of strikeouts, guys, but that's okay. We still have a, a lead. Ryan having double uh, double of the, the, the sticks is Jace. Two bananas versus one banana. Let's see which monkey pulls through. Six, choice horror thriller. Ooh, I would like you to buzz in. You want a dubby? I want a double okay. or a nothing. Okay, um, dubby. Wait, what if I forgot the name of the movie? Can I describe it? <laughs> okay, you can describe it. it uh, oh, Insidious. Insidious, okay. Is that your is that your dubby? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ryan? I don't think Insidious came out that year. <laughs> I just remember watching it in the basement. I don't know. <laughs> we watched that together, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a guess. A, Friday the 13th. B, Drag Me to Hell. C, The Haunting of Molly Hartley. D, Quarantine. Or E, The Uninvited. Why wouldn't you just put it on the list to make me feel better, you piece of shit? <laughs> Insidious was 2010. I'm sorry, Jace. I couldn't. Oh. The producers wouldn't let me. Oh. As a Friday the 13th, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say super fan. Yeah. Almost super fan. I really didn't like that movie. Right. But it's got all the things the teens like. It's got Jensen and Nichols. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, You say jeans and of- Nichols? <laughs> it's got jeans it's got nickels what are the 1800s prospectors <laughs> so but i'm gonna guess that movie yet okay uh correct answer is friday the 13th it did win over drag me to hell which i heard was pretty good we watched the uninvited together ryan i believe i do that like that the, movie yeah that was that was pretty good 
Quarantine I saw in theaters. That was like the zombie movie. That was shaky cam. That one fucking sucked. Hmm. Anyways, uh, we're at 3-1. Ryan's got three churros. Jace has got one. Shit. Let's see where this ball game goes. I don't know. Uh, seven, choice lip lock. This is best kiss, guys. Okay, this is a huge what, category. Did you, uh, did you just say choice lip lock? That's it's called, li- I don't like, I, I don't like it. I don't like it, Ryan, but it's called choice lip lock. Okay. Well, that's better than you saying it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, but I'm reading verbatim. I wouldn't just say that. A, Miley Cyrus and Lucas Still, Hannah Montana the movie. B, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, the power couple, high school musical three senior year. This is the big sound off. C, Dev Patel and Frida Pinto, Slumdog Millionaire. D, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, Twilight. E, Owen Wilson and Marley, Marley and Me. <laughs> Which one was the hottest kiss? Did you say f- who? It was in something like Frida Pinto? Frida Pinto and uh, Dev Patel. They were oh the Oh my God. I was just thinking, dude, I seriously was like. Frida Kahlo? Did he just say the, Frida Kahlo? The 1930s <laughs> painter. <laughs> he was kissing a mummified corpse. <laughs> mm uh okay do you guys have those you want me to say them again no i got my answer i'm locked in your lip I'm locked lo- in i'm locked in okay ryan lay it on me zach and hudge zach and hudge oh jace. shit i'm gonna go with the twilight sweep the twilight sweep and jace it was a sweep robbie p and Damn. kirsten s kristen s that is uh, chris ks twilight they won they won that's that's and actually this was a hint because i actually said this in the uh lake house episode i believe as well choice lip lock um, you said that. No, wait. Actually, I said it Twilight in the podcast. Twilight won the best kiss. I said Choice it. Award in two thousand and nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it in State of the Podcast both times. I pitched Robbie P. because um, oh. he, he did win that award. He was oh, he, he co won okay. that award. Yeah. Um. All right. Nice memory, Jace. We're at three two. Lead is closing in. We're looking at three carrots versus two carrots. Let's see where the salad takes us. Question eight. Choice celebrity baby. <gasps> All right, we're 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 choosing the best celebrity baby, baby? best so the babies, baby. yeah, like babies in movies. No, just babies in general. All right. Oh, like oh, like the <laughs> the the children of celebrities. Baby of the year, uh, A, Harlow from Nicole Richie and Joel Madden. What? B, Serafina from Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. C, Sunny from Adam and Jackie Sandler. Uh, D, Zuma from Gwen Stefani and Gavin Rossdale, or E, Honor Marie from Jessica Alba and Cash Warren. Who will win Baby of the Year? Uh, Jace, I'll have you start off. Just which baby is is you know coming out for you? Which which one's popping out? No pun intended. Um, can't. I th- I was thinking E, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. E E was Jessica Alba and Cash. Oh, Warren. just sorry, Jessica Alba. Okay. I actually want to go with Benny Boy. You want to go with I, Benny? I think ben, I think ben has an award-winning that's, baby. That's the yeah. highest profile combo, yeah. I feel like, right. for me. Yeah, it, it's like, that's two people that I understand. It is the highest are, sum, yeah. right? Yeah. The highest sum. The baby's going to have a huge chin. Okay. The correct answer is E. Honor Marie. <laughs> Jessica Alba and Cash Warren won the best baby of the year. Wow. Yeah, good for them. I don't even know who the ca- second person you're saying is. I don't either. <laughs> Cash, Cash Warren? We're at three candy canes each. How many? How many? Let's see where this Yuletide takes out? us. Question nine. Teens will vote on anything except many, local elections. How many awards are there? Do you know? You want to actually know how many Teen Choice Awards are? I think there's about sixty. It's insane. I'm, I'm not doing. Yeah, but we're in the tiebreaker phase. Choice video game. A GTA Four. 
B, Rock Band 2, C, Guitar Hero Metallica, D, Madden 09, or E, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Ryan? Grand Theft Auto. Rock Band 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rock Band 2 is the correct answer. Damn. Jace, four celery sticks versus Ryan's three. We played so much fucking rock band in my I know, basement. But, I know, but like, <laughs> I thought that uh, Grand Theft Auto would win. Choice Summer Song. Okay. Uh. We're nearing the end here. Think about Choice Summer Song. A, Fire Burning by Sean Kingston. B, Before the Storm, Jonas Brothers. C, I Got a Feeling, Black Eyed Peas. D, I Know You Want Me, a.k.a. Kaya Ocho by Pitbull. Or E, Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson featuring Kanye and Neo. None of those were Tonight Tonight by Hot Chili Ray. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go double or nothing and vote for yeah. Tonight. <laughs> you just heard the answer. But I'm going to give it to you. Uh, uh, Ryan, I'll have you answer first. Uh, I got a feeling. Some guy was singing that at the gym the other day, just like belting yeah. it out. Yeah. And so, I mean, it has lasting effect, you know? Uh, Jace? I want to go with what are you uh, fire burning. Fire burning on the dance floor. Ooh-ah. I feel like we danced to the. I mean, I guess if these all yeah, came out did. in the summer, we danced to all of these songs we at Homecoming. Huh. Um, but the one song we didn't dance to was actually the correct answer. Before the Storm, Jonas Brothers featuring Miley Cyrus. That was the choice summer song. A wrong choice. We're still at Shows three. What teens know. Yeah, teens don't know shit about this. Uh... 3-3, three, three, right? Should they really be voting is, in things? <laughs> this is the sudden death. This is, we're, we're entering sudden death now, okay? Choice hookup song of 2009. What? Teens should okay. not be voting on that. <laughs> Listen, I, don't, I didn't make this competition up. I mean, I made this one up, but not, not that one. Choice hookup song, A, Just Dance, Lady Gaga uh, featuring Colby O'Donis. Just Dance. B, Kiss Me Through the Phone uh, by Soldier Boy featuring Sammy. C, Live Your Life. A T I D Love Sex Magic by Ciara or E Lucky by Jason Mraz and Colby Collet. Uh Jace, I'll have you answer this one first. Choice hookup song of 2009. I know we were 14, so I don't I don't know how much. I mean, I don't I, I might have been I might have been listening wasn't. to one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um D D Love Sex Magic CR. This isn't Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I I should really reiterate. I don't actually even know what song. Okay. Uh, I didn't know three of the songs that you said without hearing okay. them. So I think the last one because I think people who weren't mm-hmm. having sex voted on this anyways. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's what song Lucky. you would want to be. You know, like like were did anybody yeah. who voted yeah. on this Teen Choice Award like Nickelodeon? Yeah. Awards. I don't think anybody who voted on them should be having sex. I mean, they don't verify these people are teens, so these things could be stacked by just like people yeah. who like this song. Forty year olds. That's man. that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. See. Okay. Lucky by Jason Mraz. Uh. Okay. Uh. Correct answer is actually just dance. Lady Gaga. It's a weird choice. That is a weird choice. I don't think that's like really. It's too energetic. I feel like that's. Weird. Anyways. Um. All right, guys. I'm I'm running I'll, out I'll of tiebreakers here. I I I'm I'm kind of getting nervous. I don't want to end this in a tie. So this 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 is gonna be worth. Uh. I thought I was up a point. Were you up a point after the rock band question? Whatever. No. You, you might have been up a point. I thought it was we're, four we're three. We have to we have to run we have to run back the tape. <laughs> uh, audience audience uh who by by round of applause who was in the lead? I think we're tied. Uh twelve choice rock group. Okay. This is the last question I have. Now, wow. we can buzz in and make this worth a million points. Choice rock group? 
2009, or you, you can let me go through this because these are some big hitters. Yeah. I'm just trying to think for like my own. What if I just double or nothing right now? You could double or nothing right now, but you guys are. Did I'm not going to make a comeback that year. You guys, I'm not giving Is Green any Day in there. I'm not giving any hints. Probably a little late for Green Day. American Idiot was in middle school, wasn't it? I'm trying to think about like what came out that year. Okay, a lot came out in 2009. All right, let's you want to just hear him? You want to hear him? A. Paramore. Ooh. B. The All American Rejects. Ooh. They they had the Bionicle song. Uh, C. Green Day. D. Kings of Leon. E. Lincoln Park. Oh. All fuck. these guys I had huge said albums. Park. They had yeah, huge albums in 2009. Yeah. Ryan, I'll have you answer first. Well, I still think I'm up for three. So, you know, when you edit this episode, you <laughs> I can think tell it's gonna be, this Honestly, episode, yeah. I think it, this was the flashpoint where Kings of Leon was like... Uh, Dude, yeah. On top with the Sex on Fire thing. Sex on Fire. Kanye even referenced them. And then, like, people know the I'm Kanye the king of Leon Lewis, yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's go back. Kings of Leon with their blow up. I think their third album. Uh, Jace? I said Green Day in the beginning. I'm going to go with Green Day. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Green Day, uh, I think they released 21 Guns that year. The correct answer, unfortunately, is Paramore. That, mm, shit. I mm. believe they released Riot 2009. Folks, that's all I got. It's a stalemate. It's a stalemate, or unless I go back and edit <laughs> and have to apologize publicly to Jace. <laughs> which well, I, I like this because this was the one. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this was the most fair yeah. quiz yeah. show we've had. Yeah, I think that's bullshit, but, I you know. Um. <laughs> if anything, we rigged it against Jace. How does By it feel? Playing fairly. How does it feel? You guys were like uh, Bender and Fisto, where they're like punching at the same time and yeah. just hitting each other's fists, because you were so evenly matched. I think you guys had the same level of... Uh... Getting a remake or a reboot, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. On That'll Hulu. be good. Yeah. I mean, on Redacted, because they didn't pay us. Ah, uh, yes. Well, congrats, you two. Um, I suppose I'll hold up both your hands in the boxing ring. Uh, a well, a well fought match for the 2019 Choice Awards. Um, unless I retroactively find out that uh, that Jace is the one who won, who wins. <laughs> Congrats, guys! Uh, just a post post match interview, Ryan. Um, how are you feeling coming out of that? Do you feel good? Do you feel do you feel like you performed well? Uh, I feel pretty good. You know, three yeah. out of three out of like twelve ain't bad. But when you're going against mm-hmm. you know when you're going against the best, you know you can't be you can't be sorry. Nice, uh, Jace. How do you feel coming out of the ring? Um, you know, there were a lot of curveballs in there. Uh, he mm-hmm. hit a lot of solid shots and, um, you know, uh-huh. Spoken yeah, like uh, a true boxer. <laughs> the fuck? How do they expect him to have interviews after post-match? They're like, oh, I just got punched in the head 150 times. No, I couldn't see much in there because I don't know nothing about <laughs> Kids' Choice Awards, but it was a great end. <laughs> but there you have it, folks. So you guys want to uh, talk about Bride Wars? Yeah, yeah, Bride Wars, uh, another 2009 winner of the Teen Choice Awards. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's Anne Hathaway. Oh. Yeah. Ran away with it. Beat Kate Hudson. Hmm. Choice actress. Well, that's why we chose Anne Hathaway. It's, it ain't a Kate Hudson season. It may be in the future. Uh, yeah, Ryan, you got, the, you got the synopsis. Kick it off. I totally forgot about that, by the way. I forgot that I chose this. I was getting ready to make fun of somebody. Yeah. Kick it. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it, Ryan? having to explain on movie this is like a one of the easiest movie ex- explains i think we've had in a while yeah the imdb uh at the same time it's the most convoluted yes. like <laughs> reason the, to start a fight yeah. with your friend and the imdb tagline is a single sentence what's the tagline two best friends Shit. become rivals when they schedule their respective <laughs> weddings on the same day 
Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you going to do any more? Well, Anne Hathaway is one of them. She plays Emma. Kate Hudson okay, yeah. is her opposite best friend, plays Liv. Liv's parents died in a tragic, unexplained accident that's yeah. completely not necessary. <laughs> yep. I don't think they mentioned that in the movie. They do. Well, I mean, there's yeah. the heartfelt father-daughter scene. With that's right. And he's like, and when your parents died mother. in the fire and I, I failed to rescue them, it was a thing that haunted me every day and pushed me towards my alcoholism. After I <laughs> accidentally left the toaster right next to a flowing water source and caused an electrical fire, I killed your parents. It was me. I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I liked it. <laughs> there was also a young Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of ugly. That was pretty interesting. This the... was pre-buff Chris Pratt, yeah. Right. And like, Which is uh, fine. Chris Pratt was one of the husbands. To be yes, betrothed and one of the grooms, and the other groom is some guy I have never seen before. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of funny because the other dude was just like this one and done, pretty well, good role was... in the film, hunk, and he yeah. was good. His name was uh, Steve Howie. Yeah, he's, he's Tom Brady's good twin, the one that escaped the factory and who's nice and doesn't have uh, this need to destroy his enemies. Yeah, and that's basically it, right? They're best friends. They've always wanted to have their weddings in June at the Plaza in New York. And so when they both get engaged essentially in the same day, the more planner-oriented person tries to call dibs. And okay. there's only three spots This left. is what I want to fucking talk about. This is what okay. I want to get off the rip on. What is the point of having two of your clients sign a contract saying what day their wedding will be on if they come back the next day and it's like, Oh, oh my God, my, 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 the person that works for me filed it. So you both have to be on the same day. It'd be like, I signed a document. So just tell (laughs) the person that signed it after me that you were obligated to give me the date that you told me I would have. And it's like, (laughs) no, no. So it should have been a lawsuit maybe uh, of just like, that person fucked up, uh, Marianne St. Clair. She fucked up the booking. And I feel like, yeah, that that wasn't. The wedding planner. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they didn't attack that angle. They enough. showed up. <laughs> they showed up to the wedding planner, and the wedding planner said there's three slots in June: two on one day, and then one at the end of June. They said, "Well, I'll take one on the one day, and you take the one at the end of June." And they're like, "Okay," and they signed the papers. But turns out they accidentally both took the same slot on one of the days. Er? And yeah. that's like a huge mix-up. And I don't know in wedding world, I guess. Which they, fucking? Uh, why? Are, why are they at the same time of the day with these two? Why not just do a morning and a night wedding? Who wants to do a morning wedding? Holy shit. Can you imagine? Like, get I've up been at 6 a.m.? I've yeah. been in a few walking down the aisle at, like, noon weddings. What? Actually, it'd be kind of yeah. nice. You just get to party the rest of the day. Yeah. But people are, like, fucked up by, by noon? Yeah. And then, then what do you do? You're hungover by 9? Yeah. Go home. When they um they approached the person who did take their slot... Uh, both their both their slots, and I feel like they approached Casey her. Wilson. Just, yeah, Casey Wilson, uh, I, I recognized her. Yeah, she. Um, they approached it in like the worst way. I think right. too. They immediately shake her down. They're like, "Listen, you motherfucker, what's it gonna take? You're gonna fucking give up that day right now." <laughs> and literally in the way where you don't want to help them out. And I feel like that was a continuing trend throughout the movie, where I was like, both of these characters are so terrible. Like they're terrible people. Casey Wilson, I like from the sitcom Happy Endings. It's on Netflix. No, oh, never seen it. The uh, but she co-wrote this. Oh shit! She's partially to blame. Of course, of course. Um, there were aspects I thought were funny in this movie. I think that's a good way um, of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> there are aspects that were funny. There are aspects that were slightly entertaining. 
uh, one of them. I, I liked I, I liked Anne Hathaway's frenemy Deb. I feel like that actress would play, oh, had a yeah. really funny <laughs> performance. Yeah, I love how like she was an enemy, and then right when she becomes a bridesmaid, all of a sudden she becomes really ride or die. Uh, when the conflict starts and she's like oh yeah you should totally fuck with this person is like planning all this stuff out and also i i think Anne hathaway uh did a pretty good job her lines were terrible i'm gonna say that straight up the writing in this movie is d- god awful um but i think what with what she she had once again i think she did pretty good and playing her traditional underdog character i think again well yeah. sort of i i, I want to get at that yeah because what team are we on i th- I, I don't know i'm I'm Team Anne. I'm Team Anne all the way. Hmm. You, you guys on the fence? I'm I'm not so Team Anne. Okay, okay. What's 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 the what's so like, what's the case for Kate? Yeah. Well, I'm saying they had so Anne's a teacher. Yeah. Already Liv, already better than a lawyer. <laughs> Kate Hudson is a lawyer. And so that that's like show like shown to us as a dichotomy between the two people, but then their mm. personality is exactly the same. And I didn't, I didn't, so I didn't understand why they would introduce that. So it's not like Anne was an underdog because she was actually doing like some really bad stuff. She was actually being like the bad person in a lot of these situations. And or, uh, I mean, he, Chris Pratt, Andrew not Chris great, Pratt. but she was like, I think it was pretty under, underhanded to have gone through this whole change in personality to become really negative and attacking her previous best friend because of this wedding day thing. And he's like, you've changed. He's like, you're being crazy about this. And he says it to, not a great way, but she's like, yeah, when I'm not the person I was 10 years ago. And it's like, yeah, but you're being crazy right now. Right? <laughs> no, Jace, totally. And that's exactly what I said. It's like, he just said, when did you start getting crazy? I want normal, nice, and back. And she's basically said, this is who I am now. I also feel like the turn for Chris Pratt was really sudden. Because at first he was really supportive. Um, but then there was just these two scenes where they made him irredeemably really bad. <laughs> to yeah. I think get you on board with her just like getting rid of him. I thought, felt like his character was really odd. Uh, but to get back to Anne, I do think one aspect of her underdoggery was uh, she was like she was supposed to be the poor friend, right? Um, she was kind of the one who was more passive in the relationship. That was a continuing theme throughout the movie. Yep. She also always played when they were playing the wedding dress up. She always played the husband. Um, she never got to be like the bride. And she would kind of ask me like, oh, you're always the bride. Oh, and then, you know, you see that aspect throughout the relationship. And finally, she's like, I'm going to stand up to my more dominant friend. So I think that aspect. But yeah, she was also irredeemably bad, I think, in this scenario. I thought that was reversed. I thought, um, so I thought Kate told Kate told the the her male counterpart that she leads when she dances. I thought that was a callback to her playing the bride. I probably yeah. watched sixty percent of this movie. I was on oh, Reddit right. a lot that's during other, it. That's yeah. the other problem. Is that it wasn't very entertaining. I guess like not. I think there was one or two jokes, like actual like I'm going to try to make the audience laugh jokes, and one of them actually got me to. LOL, as the kids say, when she's late for the meeting, she has blue hair, Kate, Kate Hudson, and she's running into the office, and then they show her at the meeting, and she's not wearing a shirt underneath her suit jacket. That was a funny reveal, physical gag, where she's like falling apart. Decided to take her shirt off to cover her hair, but is now shirt. Yeah, I felt like that wasn't. I feel like when that was the exchange, because Anne Hathaway dyes Kate's hair blue. And then Kate turns Anne Hathaway's skin orange. I feel like that was not an equal exchange Mm-mm. because blue hair at worst, you seem like kind of like a punk rock, whatever, like that's, you can cover for good. that. Look, look pretty cool. But if you, they, she died, she died Anne Hathaway Oompa Loompa orange and that cannot be fucking undone. 
not like you can when you dye over hair. I feel well, like that was not an one of them exchange. is a, a spray tan comes out pretty quick. Like obviously the characters getting their hair done pretty often, yeah. but like having to re dye your hair three days later is very damaging. And for someone with long hair, that would I'd be pretty pissed off. I'd be pissed. But I mean, Anne said three loofahs, man. She couldn't get it off. I mean, you guys have a spray tan before? Anyone spray tan? No. Does it look like I've ever yeah. had any sort of tan? If you if you've had a spray tan, like you can just say it right I now. Like, I feel like a that's a cool. Tan. Yeah. I mean, spray tans. You know, it's it's smarter than getting a regular tan. I mean, I don't oh, think absolutely. there's anything wrong with getting I would a spray not tan. Get a regular tan either. Um, the premise of this movie, like, I feel like a lot of the jokes, like what you were saying, Ryan. Like, I feel like a lot of the gags were really predictable, like based on really tired stereotypes. Like, I know. 2009 obviously was different. we always say this it's a different time but dude like even back then i feel like a lot of the reviews were, were addressing this too i mean a lot of the jokes were like women am i right or like men am i right like it's just i feel like jokes based around those types of stereotypes are just fucking boring like i just feel like i didn't laugh at a lot of those jokes um you know there was a scene where they're like oh do you want to talk to the grooms about it and they're both like no and they both like sign that was supposed to be like a gag and i'm like okay like there's there's the other stereotype that like grooms don't do any fucking thing during the wedding and then the woman takes control i guess which i think is just kind of annoying um like i just that permeates the movie i i agree with this the predictable jokes as well but like a couple times they ruined the joke on purpose it seems like so when one of the pranks is that anne hathaway's character sends kate hudson's character (laughs) chocolates yeah to make her too fat for her dress, I guess. Because you just change drastically change body sizes in like two weeks. And I've done it. She could. If she doesn't eat <laughs> carbohydrates often because she used to increasing carbohydrate increases water retention, which would Yeah. yeah. It's still so, fat shaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. The joke was that Anne was doing it, but Kate Hudson thought it was her husband. But we knew the whole time that it was Anne Hathaway sending the chocolates so mm-hmm. when the punchline came there was this whole scene about like her finding out that it was actually Anne, and the characters are having this realization like what do you mean well this no you're misunderstood what and like this whole punchline discussion situation but we already know why not just have these chocolates be sent like shown up at her office and almost like she's eating them in the background or something and just but, cut out like the back and forth no cut out the thing about showing Anne send them so don't we don't know who sent them. Oh, well, okay. Wasn't that wasn't that important because it was like that was when we found out that Anne was willing to go low. Like she had some right. hesitancy about it, and she showed up, and the guy delivered the chocolate, and she was like, "Oh, wait!" And then yeah. she paid yeah. him, and and then from there it was like, <laughs> "Yeah." It, it, so I think it's either one of the like one or the other. I mean, it was Deb's evil idea, and like you said, Jace, yeah, like Anne went through with it, uh, but she didn't want to. But it was her fall from grace. But yeah, right. I feel like it would have been funnier if they didn't, if they took away the setup and just have you figure it out with her at the same time. Um, but maybe we needed that, man. We needed to see her kind of like unravel as the, uh, as the, the what's the passive one, I guess, in the relationship. I don't think it worked, man. I agree. I it's, just, it's just an explanation of <laughs> yeah. like how every joke was explained to us. Yes, yes. Good God. Um, I did think the International Butter Club joke was funny. That was good, yeah. <laughs> He's like, butter from different lands? You yeah, just the way he said that, he said different lands. <laughs> I felt like that was pretty funny. Uh, Kate, like this is our second Kate Hudson movie we've seen too, right? Because we've seen um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And I feel like she's so good at playing like these really big 
manic characters in like mid breakdown. Um, so I feel like some of her scenes were were pretty fun to watch. I was like, okay, she is like totally into this right now. My two funniest were the assistant mm-hmm. saying, "Wow, no way, that's incredible!" <laughs> like yeah. the deadpan, like, "Oh yeah, this person they played into that too." When when the uh, second group walked into the wedding planner, it's just, like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, I'm your biggest fan!" And the, the wedding planner's <laughs> like, "Sit down, I don't have the energy to deal with this." And then the, you're dead until you have your wedding. It's like, yeah. you're, you're dead right now. And then you only be alive once you've had your wedding. And that's just, Angela will die dead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that ooh. was great. I actually loved the, the, wedding, the wedding planner scenes. Like, I feel like all of our scenes, pound for pound, were the most entertaining in the movie. I also really liked uh, Paul Shear, who's like a comedian, who's like, a, he shows up in random movies. Yeah, but that's the thing, is I laughed during mm-hmm. the Paul Shear scene because it was him. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. ha, ha, I love this guy. And what was his name? What was the name they gave him? Uh, oh, God. Dance Dad. Was it Dance Daddy? I wrote it down. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, Ricky Koo, Doctor of, Doctor of Dance. Okay. And then, like, they book him for three hours, and then they're done, and they're like, oh, here's the real dance teacher. That was the, the prank dance teacher. It was terrible. That was, that a, good was a terrible I thought that prank. was a good scene. Yeah, I, I liked this. Yeah. We hated that scene, both of us. Me and Julie you didn't were like, watching this. We're, we're rallying against that scene, yeah. You didn't like the dance montage? I didn't like the dance montage. Uh, I just thought it was a really lame prank. Like, the prank is that they had to dance more I would than they be wanted. so fucking pissed well, off if I wasted three hours of my fucking day trying to do dance practice where I was humping the air. <laughs> and then the actual <laughs> dance instructor comes up and he's like, you ready to go? We trained him badly as a joke. The Ryan, <laughs> how like long did you plan your wedding for? Uh, technically, I mean, we were engaged for a year and three months or something. How long were you planning the wedding for? How much money did you spend? How much money do you make a year after taxes as well? What's your social security number? Anyway, my point <laughs> being, they went and scheduled this place to have their wedding in three months. Yeah, so, that's like, a good yeah. point. at that point, if you're literally mm-hmm. gonna have like one dance session. Yeah, I'd but you know what? Mind. It paid off for her because she won that uh, that strip, strip club dance off, yeah. <laughs> which I think was actually a pretty fun scene between Anne and wow. uh, and Kate. Yeah, I really you didn't like that scene either. You I, didn't like I, the dance off scene. I, I yeah. wrote down it was painful. Oh shit! Ryan doesn't like the dance off scene. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah. dance off scenes are really really strange. They like the if the point of them is mm-hmm. just to watch someone dance. Yeah, and it's not a dancing movie. I think it's really strange. <laughs> if there's like an overall mm-hmm. like point to the dancing, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there was a point to the dancing, and that yeah. was a fight between Anne and Kate for dominance. Well, it was the flip flop of their character dynamic, where an Anne's character shows that she can be the more dominant of the two and is not always the laid back, and it's the turning point. For Kate Hudson's character, who is like, I do not always have to be in control, and she loses for the first time. Wow, I cannot that was, believe that I was had good, to Jace. Damn, that. dude, <laughs> your God, ah! Jace, Jace is getting good at this, dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting good at this movie. Why does it have stuff. to might... be this movie? I hate <laughs> this. We might be able to get jobs Full after circle, this, man. 
<laughs> shit yeah i mean i i agree jace and like i think part of the humor too is kind of the novelty of being like okay anne hathaway who usually plays these aw shucks characters is now kind of going a little crazy in the scene and like dancing like a maniac i feel like that was kind of fun where it's like oh isn't it funny that this actress is doing this right now and i had fun watching that i you know maybe it doesn't work for everybody it's just fine because most of this movie is hits and misses all over the place yeah. mostly misses well okay apparently this movie has a reputation among rom-com lovers for being extremely hot or cold. Hot or cold, like as in people like it or dislike it? Yes, exactly. Okay. Hate, mm-hmm. lo- love it or hate it. Like, yeah. And so Julie said she's actually avoided watching this movie up until now because she was you know, thinking, I- I'll probably be in the cold camp. Oh, okay. Uh, and is. She, she didn't like it. No, terrible. Um, that's interesting because, uh, when I watched it with Amber, I think Amber did like the movie. Um, I think she, she conceded that it wasn't good, but it was like overall enjoyable. I think, I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about, I was in the cold camp. <laughs> um, I liked, uh, I liked the other Kate Hudson movie a lot better. I had to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, right? Because this movie had so many stylistic choices that were just yeah. very strange. The mont, the Hallmark montages, yes. like with the, <laughs> the photos, never, so that, was that, really weird. Too. I don't. <laughs> think i've ever seen a photo montage in a movie before i'm trying to think of it was a weird choice but i think it was supposed to like kind of be like the scrapbook right where uh you know where, where they have the scrapbook of the photos and but i remember seeing the first one and i was like what the fuck is happening like this is a weird way to pass time in this movie in this tight 88 minute movie it's an 88 minute movie and there was four montages and i'm a sucker for 2000s video montages i love like when they play like a song like vacations i'll ever want and they're kind of just like doing stuff and you know but when they just do it with the photos i was like huh this is kind of a boring way to fucking do this <laughs> right now uh but yeah like to go back to the to the whole i guess chris pratt and the final wedding scene too i feel like uh anne hathaway's character kind of lost uh more than than kate hudson at the end i mean what did you kind of take from like the makeup scene and the, the big blow up I was so checked out at <laughs> this point. <laughs> you also watched it like the same day too. Which yeah, is also I watched rough. it a few hours ago. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like Aunt was it was it Liv? I don't even remember the fucking names anymore. But like her character, she lost her husband first of all because they they did split up in a really weird scene that wasn't as emotional. I feel like it sh- as it should have been. It was kind of like they're both like okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, ah, this doesn't work, right? And even though they were about to get married, I feel like that did not, was not addressed in the way it should have been. And then also, like, her, Anne's wedding was straight up ruined in a really embarrassing way, and I don't think it was the same as Kate's, because Kate plays the uh, the tequila video in front of Anne's entire family, um, which is really embarrassing, which makes her run back and beat up Kate during her wedding. And I feel like that was an equivalent. I feel like being embarrassed in front of your family with a drunk video is not the same as getting your ass kicked by your friend <laughs> in the wedding. Um, and then Anne was the first one to say sorry, too. You know, she apologized first. She's like, I'm I'm sorry. And I feel like that's kind of reflective of her underdog character again, which kind of bummed me out. I was wow. like, shit. I think I thought you were going in the complete opposite direction. Like, like I thought Anne mm-hmm. got the worst end of it. Like, Kate Hudson's character came out on top. Yeah. Because, I, I, mm-hmm. in a way, Kate Hudson was a little bit innocent, right? She had this coming to moment where she told them to not play the video she took the prank back but her vindictive assistant person or friend i don't know so you'll thank me later yeah and then was tackled during her wedding right there was like an outside force that came in Mm -hmm. and i don't know like 
Anne Hathaway ran out of her own wedding to go tackle somebody else. <laughs> he was right. She would thank him later for causing that fight to happen and rekindling so. their friendship. Maybe he's the greatest assistant of all time. <laughs> Maybe he's like, I, I bet you if I still do this video, they're going to get into a fist fight. It's going to be awesome. And the wedding's going to be even more memorable. <gasps> That's definitely his headspace. I want uh, that guy yeah, to like read fortunes. <laughs> this you dude need to take like... the air out of your own tires. This will avoid a car crash on <laughs> 690. More specifically, it'll slow you down and you'll get hit by a city bus and you'll be able to sue them for a lot of money. I don't like you very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your point, though. Like, uh, Kate Hudson was, she was kind of in her redemptive arc, but I still feel like Anne got more damaged at the end. Um, at least, I'm, I guess I'm thinking from, like, her perspective, where it's like she got fucked over pretty bad, I think, towards the end, which prompted her to, to attack Kate. And then Kate gets to have gets to have the storybook wedding and i guess Anne gets to hook up with her brother so i guess it's all all's yeah, fair weird in love and war that it's was weird, weird situation. <laughs> it's wasn't hot. that fucking weird because the brother did you guys see that coming i didn't see that coming yes, at all absolutely you did okay yeah, oh, it seemed instantly. pretty trope he was he was tight with with the with the the husbands in that movie and i was like oh that's cool like they're all kind of friends Classic and when set up. yeah but when he meets up with Anne, where he's like oh come with me tuxedo thing i was like oh cool like a platonic relationship no, between I, a male and female character. <laughs> yeah. Instantly, because she just had troubles with Chris Pratt, like the yeah. scene beforehand. They uh they tricked me then because I didn't see it coming. I should have. Yeah, uh, you're but... way off this week, man. At least yeah, from my I guess perspective, so, man. Yeah, because I was like, oh shit, you know, he's 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 gonna be. But then once I saw the pan, there was like there's a certain camera angle that that films do when they want to make something romantic. He's looking at her straight in the eyes. And you can the camera is, is positioned under his jawline, um, and it makes him look like really attractive, and the lighting's perfect, and he's looking at her with these twinkling eyes, and I'm like, oh god, it's romantic! And she's like tying his tie, and that that's when I checked out. I was like, no fucking way, no way. And he's like, you want to get some coffee? She's like, oh, I can't tee and runs away. And I was like, shit, they're gonna fucking do this. Hmm. But I feel like there was no redeeming Chris Pratt after his like bitchy comment, where he's like, you're, he's like, I'm not saying you're being bitchy. But and then I was like, okay, this dude's done. This guy, this guy's out of the movie. <laughs> like, there's no coming back from that. Um, he, um, I mean, you know, yeah, you put a ring in a fortune cookie. It's hard to do. How did he bake it? It's okay to be a homebody, but you know, yeah. he wasn't really aspiring for much with their relationship. You should always want to grow a little bit, you know? Because I mean, com when you compare proposals, I guess. Because the other guy bought him. The other guy. Yeah, I I liked his his low key proposal because he was like, if we're just doing this ninety years from now, you know, I I feel like that'd be pretty good. Now I was like, okay, that's that's kind of a sweet thing. It's it's low key, yeah. but you know, it's it's a nice statement. I just I thought I didn't think that that's not sentimental. Like you can have your things. Like Yuri and I, yeah. we love to sit down and eat like a bacon eggy rice bowl. It means a lot yeah. to me. Obviously, watching TV at some point and getting Chinese food with them is important. Just seems pretty lazy to get the Chinese food and <laughs> put the ring. <laughs> <It's> like, <gasps> How did he get the ring in there? Like, how the fuck did he do that? It's better yeah, than, he, like, in the chow mein. That's yeah. true. He's like, oh, eat it oh, slowly. <laughs> I just read this article. It's super uh, weird. They said uh, you need to chew 60 times every time you eat and do it really slowly so you don't choke on anything that could be in the food. Anyways... Let's eat. She's just like a, like a vacuum, <laughs> like in a SpongeBob. When they, <laughs> Patrick, uh, yeah, we're in the woods. And, oh, oh, I could eat some chow mein right now, dude. There's a Chinese could, place across the street from from us. It's so good. 
I can't. Like, um, it's really trashy, like you know, yeah. pre prepped. Like that's that shit. Food. Yeah, but it, then it's like really good trashy food. Uh, to get back to the also the the brother thing as well, um, I was thinking about like you know the ending. We were talking about how weird the ending was, where it's a year later. Anne Hathaway is hooked up with the brother. They got back from vacation. They're both like, we're both pregnant. Oh, we're both due on the same day. And then I feel like all of the audience was thinking the same thought of like, oh, they, uh, they, they did the this. same night. Yeah, the same night, which is pretty fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know like what my reaction would be where it's like, oh, my husband and my brother, like we both, they both climax. I think also, <laughs> well, not to go that far. the weirder thing would be eventually when the kids get older and they're like, oh, we have right. the same day and our, birthday and the our parents yeah. are best friends did they think they're par- together yeah, they, yeah that's, that's what, an implication that's a, that's the thing and once they're once they're like you know 14 they're gonna be thinking about shit like that they were all hot they're all fucking hot do you think yeah, they're they, gonna be you think they're gonna be friends oh the kids? no we got we can't do the, this because there's a brother sister situation wait wait so i think oh, they're related because no i just mean like do you do you think they'd like wait shit like wait, they might feels, be friends maybe Wait, there's there's uncle brother, right? Wait, wait, how does this work? Cause there, there's no incest, thank God. But I mean, like, there's the kid would be the father. <laughs> I'm just getting fucking. Is it just normal, right? They're cousins. It's just normal. They're cousins. Yeah. Right. Okay. They're they're cousin friends. That's fine. Maybe we're maybe we're going too far down this path. Do we want to rate the movie? Uh. <laughs> oh, but, but what about Baby Wars? What about the sequel? Baby Wars? We, we didn't talk about Baby Wars. Because the setup was, oh, we're, they're both due on May 6th or whatever. And uh, they're, they're going to have the babies at the same time. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen to Baby Wars? It hasn't I, come out yet. Oh, I thought they were I done being assholes. Well, they I, might not be done with the babies come out. You know, I like, didn't make that connection that the weddings were on the same day and now the due dates yeah. are on the same day. I didn't make that connection. What? It's a setup for a sequel. I thought it was just like, oh, how funny. Yeah, it's it's because I think it's supposed to be a setup for a sequel. Maybe they booked the same dope delivery room on the Baby same day. Wars. Uh, what a dumb idea. Maybe a conflict uh, could be that Anne's baby is stronger and hairier than Kate's baby. And uh, maybe Anne's baby tells uh, better baby jokes than Kate's baby. And then that's kind of like a point. I of, think there's uh, no jealousy. way. I think Anne's baby would yeah. definitely be weaker than Kate Hudson's baby. You think it'd be weaker? You see I how think, strong that jawline is, that on, the, on, the, is? On, the, on the brother? Yeah. Okay, he's, six, pretty, six. he's, he's pretty, pretty big. fucking big. Okay. But not like, only that's the thing, you got to break it down though, because they one of those babies is gonna have half of the Kate Hudson family genes in that, and you're that's replacing true. the other half with Big Brondo Man versus Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. It might even out, and maybe Kate's like, "I'm gonna have the biggest, strongest, hairiest baby for sure," and then she sees Anne, who's just a big, strong, hairy baby, and she's like, "Oh fuck, my baby sucks in comparison." <laughs> And I need to have the biggest, strongest, hairiest baby. And then she's putting fucking Rogaine on him and working him out. And it becomes a whole funny hijinks. I think that movie actually would be really funny. <laughs> and it becomes Baby Wars. Who has the best At least baby? That's a funny concept. We got another script to write. <laughs> that's a funny concept. This concept's yeah. not funny. I mean, this is like, maybe this is like the Ender's Game. Because, you know, they, Orson Scott Card said he wrote Ender's Game to write Speaker for the Dead, which is the book he really wanted to make. Maybe Bride Wars is the Ender's Game for Baby Wars, wow. the, 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 the movie he really wanted to make, the director. And he, was, he pitched Baby Wars. He's like, okay, these two people having a baby the same day, they want to have the best baby, and they, they pick the best baby catcher. <laughs> what, if, um, what if the baby that Anne has is a murderer? 
and then the other baby is a detective screen yeah and then the it becomes a baby uh detective cat and mouse this is like friday the 13th scream halloween stuff right that movie didn't have babies in it yeah it did scream is about a baby who who's a detective trying to solve baby crimes all of them are about something that happened to the parents okay when the killer was a child and then the killer grows up and does the same crime it's an anti-bullying message right pretty much the burning is yeah Mm. Okay. Well, this I don't can know be how a... much we're going to be able to save from that convo, but can yeah, we it's going to rating the movie. <laughs> Fine, we can rate the movie. All right, eager McBeaver. Let's pull up the Hathawayometer, Hathawayometer, oh, and water. find out what we think about Anne in this movie. What we think about Anne's role? How much Anne was in it? Was it enough? Uh, Jace, what are you thinking about your Hathawayometer? Yeah, um, I'm gonna take a walk outside the Hathaway house. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at the. I'm gonna walk to the side of the house to look at what uh, the the meter on the side of my house says. You know, for how much. Um. Oh, oh, it's a water meter. Huh. Oh, it's how much water bloop, has bloop, been. Bloop, bloop. Where's oh, this, where's this bit going? This movie is so shitty that I'm reading. No, um, <laughs> Uh, uh, this movie, I, th- I think Anne Hathaway did okay for what the movie was. I don't really have much to say about it besides what we did already. I'm going to give her, like, I think I'm going to throw a softball here. I think they misused the two lead actors in this movie. Give her a I agree. four. I think, I don't know. I, yeah. Stern. Stern but fair. Yeah. Stern but fair. I, yeah. I'm agreeing with you, Jace. I feel like she was totally underutilized in this role. This is coming on to the 2009-2011 uh, rom-com period for Anne Hathaway. She's coming off of Devil Wears Prada. And I feel like she, I mean, she's, first of all, it, it kind of hits close to home because she's 27 by the, by the time this movie comes out. Um, so it's kind of like our age range where people are getting married. I feel like this is supposed to be the most relatable. She was relatable. 27? Yeah, can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like this, for just for some reason, I wasn't connecting with her character. I think it was just the terrible writing. Um, it was fun to see her in this role. This is kind of the first time I think people are seeing her play like a wacky role in this way that wasn't like kind of a Disney character. Um, so I think that was fun. I think she had some some nice emotional beats in this movie. Uh, but yeah, man, it didn't fucking save it. Uh, it was not a fun, it was not a good ad movie, man. If you want to see Hathaway at her best, don't watch this movie. I'm gonna give it a five straight down the middle. It was okay. It was it was a good performance. Shit lines. I, I don't think it's a good showcase. Yeah, I think for me to give it above a five, it has to be a good movie. And like, or at least, I mean, I'm, I'd dock it if it wasn't a great movie because like, she, it's not like Anne brought the heat, you know? It's sure. not like it's a legendary performance in a terrible movie. I think <laughs> she co, like she was co-starred. She was one of two main actresses. So like right there, it's 50% of screen time max, you know? So I'm gonna go down to I'm, I I like four. Four is a really good spot to be. Uh, don't watch this if you're after like if you're after like an Anne flick, you know. Yeah, this ain't an Anne flick. This is more like a. I also Anne maybe Kate thought flick. Kate Hudson yeah. did a little bit better. You think so? Yeah, I'd agree with yeah, that. I like Kate Hudson a lot. Yeah, she was good. I think they gave the All character right. more to work with. She had a past too, where she was like her parents were were dead, and she was like the lawyer, and she had to kind of have an arc too. I mean, I feel like her arc was a little little more going on. But yeah, I mean, not very high on the Anne meter for us. Kind of kind of straight down the middle, maybe a little less. But what are we feeling about the movie at least? Maybe this one's gonna be higher. We'll find out. Starting with Jace. 
What'd you think about this movie, Jace? I would rather watch yeah. the last thing he wanted 40 no. times in a row no. without sleeping than watch this movie again. No. I'm going to give the movie a one because, you know, as we <sighs> talked about, I don't, I don't know that I give zeros anymore. It's not good. If, I'm, if I would rather literally be looking at my phone while I'm watching a movie for a podcast where we're supposed to be watching and reviewing movies, I was like, I can't, I can't take it. And then I stopped paying attention, and then you don't. There's nothing important going on on scene on on screen. So like, if if I come back to it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed we didn't have any weird com rom jokes or conversations with Ryan <laughs> in the one rom com we actually watched with it. Yeah. His review still I, coming. I'm about to say it. Yeah. <laughs> His um, review still coming. Yeah, it's just like uh, you know, two two selfish characters. The the trying to destroy each other's lives is kind of funny but oh god how long was this movie two almost two hours it was 88 minutes no it was actually pretty short oh really felt like felt eternity like really long <laughs> yeah so I mean, I'm, compared it's like the apocalypse now on rom-coms <laughs> i'm gonna i'm giving it a one i think like i didn't understand what was happening in the last thing that he wanted and it was also kind of a weird uh can't do it don't want to do it yeah a one damn that's very low. Uh, I mean, you can probably guess we were pretty disappointed by this movie. I feel like the premise was kind of weak for the movie as well. I also felt like immediately with the dialogue, I was like, nobody talks like this. And whenever that happens with dialogue, it, it shoots me right out of the movie. I also feel like nobody acts like the way they acted in this movie. And maybe this is like a, a thing with the 2000s. I mean, there was a scene where like Anne pulls up like a scanner gun and points like a gun. It's like, tell us where the thing is. And I just, it was in a way where I feel like, if I feel like it, it, someone wouldn't actually do it, it's it's hard for me. Maybe that's just a weird way my brain works, but it pulled me out of a lot of the comedy in this movie. I also felt like at the end of the movie where they kind of made up, I feel like it wasn't earned. I don't see how their, <laughs> their friendship can go on after something like this too. And then outside of the plot as well, I, I already mentioned this before, I didn't really like the reinforcing of stereotypes. We bring this up a lot with a lot of the comedies we watch, especially from this era. I found myself rolling my eyes a lot. I was like, give me a fucking break. Do we need to do this? Uh, it's a very, very tired tropes that's, that's happening throughout this movie. I just feel like this movie was very long and bizarre. There was a lot of points where it dragged in an 88 movie, 88 minute movie. That's a huge fucking problem. I feel like you could have watched the intro, maybe five minutes of the middle, and the end, and got the whole movie. That's it. You had the whole experience right there. And compare that with Princess Diaries, it's a two-hour movie, and I feel like that was paced way better than this movie. Um, I'm going to give it a three. It's uh, I'm going to give it a couple points because I laughed at some parts. I feel like the performances were decent. I think it had some memorable scenes. Uh, but overall, fucking terrible movie, man. I didn't like this at all. I'm, I'm also wavering between a two and a three. I don't want to be that harsh of a critic because I was the one who picked this and I want to look good, but... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Listen, you, we, it's, a, it's an exploratory study, you know? Right. You can... Going going back to the rom-com situation, though, seriously, like, I don't know whether this is a rom-com or not because there's not, like, a steamy romance subplot. Like, they're in monogamous relationships in this movie. And there's not really any jokes. So where does this movie exist like why like when you're pitching this movie what mm -hmm. do you pitch it as we're gonna make a movie about two brides who are friends and they have weddings on the same day and it cause problems okay that's kind of that's kind of interesting what's what's uh the tone gonna be like it's literally just gonna be a movie 
right? This was just like bare bones in movie. They never went into one camp and said, let's write a bunch of jokes. Like if you would probably read the script, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't be able to spot a single joke essentially. And International Butter Club. Okay, International Butter Club was funny, but it was that one guy's delivery. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. From different lands? And feed a nugget of gold and you shit it out three days later. <laughs> Still gold in there. One flag. The other thing is like, why why does this need to be a movie? This is a talking head situation where there's nothing that interesting happening visually. Um and there's even a narrator at one point. So I don't I do not I d I don't I gotta go back to a two. I think, man, I just don't have any good things to say about this movie. There's maybe two jokes, right? And that, and one of them was visual, and the other one was about butter from other countries. I can, I can answer one, one thing about why this movie was made, and uh, the answer to that is box office. It made a huge million. fucking shit ton of money. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Budget of thirty million. Yeah. Yeah. It made like possible? seventy million dollars. Quadruped its rev. So that's why this movie was made. <laughs> Um, little little uh, box office corner for you too, though. Uh, January 9th, two thousand nine. This thing premiered at number three in the box office. Can you guys guess uh, what was number one? Avatar. Uh, very. Uh, oh yeah, shit. Avatar was two thousand nine. But this Gran Torino actually took it that that what? weekend. That was the hottest. The one with movie that the old weekend. white dude, right? Dude, he's yeah. still making movies like fifteen years later. Yeah, uh, that's the movie that uh, taught all of our uh, our classmates all the racial slurs to call me. <laughs> so that was. Um, and then. Uh, Second is The Unborn. Don't fucking remember that movie. I think it was a bad horror movie. Number three, Bride Wars. Marley and Me was right after that shit, though. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this movie makes the bucks. And I think this is also during Anne's, Anne Hathaway's solidification uh, as like a a money-making person. Like you put her in a movie, chances are people are going to see it just for the entertainment value or just it's, it's bankable. Like maybe she's her agent or her is good enough to make these decisions of being like, this is a movie that's worth watching. Because I don't think she has a lot of flops when you look at, like, monetarily even. Wow. I mean, taking it, yeah. Besides the one we watched that was extremely obvious. But that, I don't know. I mean, it's a Netflix original. We're man. about to watch another one that's a flop. Box office. Oh, Jason Picken? Jason He's Picken got the week? synopsis. I'm, I'm picked. I've got a synopsis next week. We're watching a yeah. movie that had a budget of $15 million and only made $4.5 million in the box office. Oh, no. Oh, Anne Hathaway is teaming up with Jason Sudeikis in Colossal, a movie which Robert Ebert, Roger Ebert gave a 3.5 out of 4 stars what? for their performance together. Yeah, we're, we're watching a what might be a power-packed Anne Hathaway hit in Colossal that just so happened to flop. Oh shit! So, so it's it a good. Like a I was cool like classic. Yep. Oh, thank God! I was like, if if we're gonna pick a third shitter, I was like, I can, my heart can't take it. <laughs> but uh, let's see. It's a sci-fi thriller. Oh shit! Uh, the film follows an unemployed writer who unwittingly manifests a giant creature in soul while struggling with alcoholism and abusively controlling. Whoa! Spoilers. Colleague. It's the synopsis, Ryan. You got to know the synopsis before you watch a movie. No, I look at the picture and the rating. How are you going to know what what to expect in the movie if you don't watch the trailer? Is Jason Sudeikis the uh, monster? Hey, Jason Sudeikis. I'm the transporter. I'm Jason Sudeikis. Why did you why did you go into a Jason Statham bit? Jason Statham's the the guy who's in uh Ted Bundy. Ted <laughs> Ted Lasso. Ted Bundy. We're way off. I'm Jason Sudeikis. You know what you hire me for. Uh thanks for joining us guys. Thanks.
Thanks for joining us. Uh, for Bride Wars, let us know what you think about the Bride Wars. About B Dub. Which team are you on? You on Team Liv or you on you on Team um, uh, Emma? Oh. oh, Liv was Kate Hudson. Shit, I fucked that up. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Team Liv or te- Team Emma? Emma. I think Emma did nothing wrong. I'm gonna still stick with that. Totally uh, I feel wrong. like her character was was better. I'm Team Liv then, I guess. Is that de facto? Uh, join us next week with Colossal. Hopefully, it's a colossal hit with us. And you know, we'll, we'll, we'll re- steamer. Nice. We uh, we're gonna we're gonna recoup some of that cost though, Jace. Each of us, we're gonna probably uh, kick up that little uh, box office number. Update the Wikipedia page. That's true. Yeah. Review us, please. What else? Tell your wedding yeah. planner about us. Uh, shout us out in your wedding vows. That would be really cool. If you shout us out in your wedding vows, we will send you a GBGB's commemorative plaque. Yeah. Autographed. <laughs> That's, uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, guest spot on the episode. Oh, confirmed guest spot on the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can say you you're the your host. Yeah, we'll let you host. We'll be your co-host. And you can pick the bits, too. We'll bring back Cleverbot, too. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. If they want yeah, it. Maybe. If, it's, if, if they want it. If they say it. And then, you know. Pretty racist. You can be. It's <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep whatever edit you want, to of the episode. Uh, join us next week at Colossal. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, uh, um, butter from other lands. Butter from. <laughs>